0: Welcome to the Totally Transformed podcast. My name is Lance Borden, and I'm here with Christian psychologist and author, Dr. Connie Borden. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the world today as we come to you. Um, I was actually just listening to the radio, and uh, it talked about the invasion of Russia by into Ukraine. And, uh, you know, as you look over the world and you, you know, we know that in the last days there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And. So maybe it shouldn't be surprising to us, but it can be unnerving. So we just want to talk about that today and, um, you know, talk about what should our response be when we hear about, uh, bad news, even when it's not maybe nearby, even when it's far away, it's still, we appreciate and can empathize and sympathize with human suffering that's going on and we should pray. But, uh, we want to talk about that with you today. So. Um, anyway, how you doing today, Ma?
1: I'm doing really well, and we have been talking along this line before this all broke out in, uh, in that area of the world, which seems like it's on the other side of the world, but the world is so shortened or close today through technology and um, atomic weapons and things like that that it doesn't seem so far away. And um, bottom line is, When you hear something like this, and why we've been talking about it, is you have a mind that thinks, imagines, and remembers. That's the three functions of the mind. And whatever you set your will to think, imagine, and remember will affect your emotions. And so that's why we're so big on if you have traumatic experiences from the past to uh, do what Jesus said. Uh, when he said, I came to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound is to turn to him and other people that can administer to you to heal wounds. Why are you wounded, O oh my soul? David said, we prosper and we're in health as our soul prospers, Third John 2. So there's uh, definitely some hurting areas that can be on the inside of you that we can't see that need to be healed, just like outward wounds. So if you've got some of that that's affecting your mind, that things, imagines, or remembers, that could be healed. But what we're talking about really today is that in the present day of the 21st century, which we were all called to be Christians and to serve the Lord, uh, there has been really troubling things, right, over the last few years, especially, you know, with a pandemic and... Uh, If you're conservative, which I think um, many people that we're talking to believe that if political leaders align with the word of God, those are the platforms we want to support. It's really good against evil um, um, and truth against lies, you know. And so when you hear all this coming into your vortex or, you know, computers, our minds are computers, garbage in, garbage out, truth in, truth out it's a little bit more difficult to put your affection on things that are above, as the word says, because we know we're all gonna to go to heaven and it's gonna be paradise for the rest of the our eternity. Um, you that I'm talking to, the only criteria for that is you must be saved. You must accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, confess your sins, believe that God sent him to die on the cross and he rose again. I am the way, truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So if you have that established, then we know there's eternal bliss. We know that we don't have to have torment and thoughts that are negative over there. But what about we're in the world, we're not we we're not of the world. The thoughts here. So that's what you're saying. You're saying of late uh, to anyone that we're speaking anywhere in the world, you know about what's going on with uh, Putin and taking over these people's properties and and livelihood and. Uh, having them be immigrants and knocking them out of their homes, that's a terrible thing to think about, even though it's not affecting you and me today. It may be affecting someone we're talking to. We we may be encouraging somebody.
0: Yeah, it could be in your backyard.
1: Yeah, that's actually, this has happened to them. Right? And they're just catastrophically thinking fear mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't have somebody, um, with that type of mental and evil, uh, mentality, uh, coming after you. Yeah. So you're, t- we're talking about what do you do when you hear about it or personal things that you're dealing with? Like we talked about, I think a week or two ago about your personal, a personal thing that you were doing at work mm-hmm. and that was up close and personal. And what do you do about it? to try to get in a mindset where you're part of the solution and not part of the problem. Right. Cause we're all subject yep. to upset or mm-hmm. upsetting ourselves by what we think literally as a man thinks in his heart. So he is. Right. Well, I, you know,
0: Jesus said, right. In yeah. this world, you will have trouble. Right. But take heart. I don't think he said, but he said, take heart. I have overcome the world. And, um, so he told us upfront, even, his followers, right? You are going to have trouble. Almost like, don't be surprised by it. Right. And yet I still think because our expectations or our hopes are that things will continually get better in our lives, it is upsetting when something doesn't go the way that we thought it would or would hope that it would, right? That's what disappointment is, missing an appointment with an eventuality that you had hoped for or discouragement, right. not having courage, right? Because yeah. of what you see or what's happening around you. I think also you can feel potentially bad about what it could become, right? So you look at what's happening on the world scene, even if it's not, even if you don't live in Ukraine, which you may, but if, if you don't live in Ukraine and you're peripheral to Ukraine, you know, we've, we've sort of seen this movie before, so to speak, when other how other world wars started, right? Right. Like you kind of look at Russia's actions and you think of, well, man, it's not completely unlike some of the actions that were taken by despots and empires in the past. And then they just kept going and kept taking over more and more of the world. And that led to a world war. And that can be concerning.
1: And then if you're an American uh, Christian and have compassion, you're you're compassionate uh, it's interesting and it's it's a good uh, study in balance in how much you take on the responsibility of these things while you simultaneously have compassion right. to pray, which because we can always pray. Right. You know, which is really important as anybody that sees what's going on and sees the evil against the good and the lies against the truth, that we can always Uh, use what we've talked about many times, which I'm not sure that uh, all Christians, I hope you are, that we're talking to, understand that when Jesus left in Luke 4.19, I believe it was, he gave us delegated authority. Luke, I believe that's 10.19. 10.19. Okay, Mm -hmm. thank you. Delegated authority over principalities and powers and rulers of darkness uh you know over the enemy and everywhere your feet should tread and you are mentioning john sixteen thirty three. in this world you have trial and tribulation but i uh have I, I memorized it in the amplified one time where it says i have devoided it of its ability to harm you mm. the question is whether you believe that right You know, Mm -hmm. whether you believe it, in Psalm 91, we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, Amplified says, against whose power no foe can stand. So, if you're in Christ, no matter, I mean, you were in the middle of the Iraqi war, you were in Baghdad, you were in the middle of a war, you were deployed over there as a captain in the army after you left West Point to serve your time there, And why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because that's really simultaneous to where some people may be today, or maybe thinking about where they are today. And you had to do exactly what we're talking about, like in some really, you know, dangerous situations, right?
0: I had, um, you know, a revelation, if you will, of God's protection while I was there. I remember I went out for a run, I believe, at one point because we had a camp that we were in that was a safe haven that was guarded uh 24 hours a day um by other soldiers and so when we were there we could participate in activities that were that tried to be somewhat normal like going out for a run within the borders of that camp and i just remember um having just the 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 thought come to me so clearly and i believe it was the lord speaking to my heart you are as safe here and in the palm of my hand as if you are in the middle of the United States of America where there is no war. And that I held, I grabbed onto that and I held onto that while I was there and, and changed my mind about potential harm that could come my way. Right. And that was significant to my, you know, just, you know, keeping a, uh, a mind that was at ease and that could uh be at peace. And that was with, you know, war uh and and you know, potential skirmishes and and battles and people shooting uh mortars into our camp. Thankfully, uh the Lord kept me out of really significant danger from the standpoint of I never uh had to be in the middle of a firefight or um actually um where things were blowing up around me. However, I was walking through the camp one night and after I had been in a particular spot a mortar round was shot into the camp and it hit in the, basically in the path of where I had been. Uh we were driving out of Baghdad one time and our and something shot out the mirror on our Humvee, the vehicle that I was in. Um, you know, who knows if that was somebody shooting or, throw, or throwing a rock, not real clear on how serious it was, or if it could have been more dangerous, it could have just been, uh, you know, somebody throwing a rock anyway, it shattered our mirror. And then there were times where we were cut off or we didn't know, uh, where we were in the midst and we were surrounded by. Um, you know, Iraqi people who didn't always have to be combatants. You know, they were just civilians, but we didn't really know. If because we were, even
1: children could be yeah, an, yeah. An, an enemy. They trained their children yep. to
0: be enemies. It could At times that could have been the case. And so um, the fact of the matter is having a revelation of God's protection was very helpful. And so if you're ever surrounded by war, being able to trust in the Lord completely and getting a word, spending time in prayer to listen for a word and reading God's word to find a scripture to memorize and meditate on so that if things get upset around you, you can have something that you can hold on to is very significant and important. And I would highly recommend, you know, finding scriptures on God's protection. Psalm 91 is one, for example, to to begin to memorize if you are surrounded by Uh, circumstances that could potentially create harm uh, in your life or around your home. Um, You know, reading the Psalms, reading the other Psalms and just dwelling on God's protection and how David who was in lots of battles and wars, how he went to the Lord and told the Lord exactly how he felt about being surrounded by his enemies and feeling like his life was in danger. You know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me light on green pastures. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, knowing those scriptures and being able to bring them up and meditate on them is really significant. Um, to whether if you're specifically in harm's way, but also in preparation for the time when you may need it in the future.
1: It's really exciting to hear you hear uh, you talk about that because uh, we Americans, I mean, depending on how old you are, if you go back to World War One, World War II, uh, we were more affected by the war, of course, with, um, you know, we were bombed, of course, in um, Hawaii there and all that ta- happened there. On this, on that uh, horrible date that we remember, that was part of the United States of America, yeah, right? Yeah, and then 9/11. Pearl Harbor, nine eleven
0: is an example of our borders, but it's a little
1: bit, it's a little bit more difficult borders. to embrace it as a current American because right. you know we've so had
0: peace for so long. That's really. right,
1: and it's really exciting to talk for me to hear you talk, and so let's 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 unpack that a little bit more. You alluded to uh, that you. Uh, what you did, to have your mind and heart in a space, to be doing a run and have the Lord rise up in you with a revelation, which I agree, it's a revelation. It's what I call a Rama word. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a logos word where you read it. Right. And then there's a Rama word, which is something that you can really wrap your mind or heart around that. This is God speaking to you. Mm-hmm. So I know one of the things we did, and I just want you to talk a little bit more about this is you were in a Bible study in Oklahoma. And I think you were in a Bible study while you were there. Nonetheless, we all uh, got into Psalm 91 and gave your whole uh, segment of men, Psalm 91 booklet, uh, to meditate on. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's one thing to know something. It's another thing to believe it. And what I feel like you're talking about is the precursor preparation whether something is personally affecting you, or you're in the middle of a war like you were, or some people are now over there, um, you know, Ukraine. That's what I'm trying to say. Ukraine. It's yep. Ukraine. The the Russian Moscow government is trying to take over the Ukrainian Ukraine, which people. Is a,
0: you know, independent. Sovereign which is nation. an
1: independent nation from Russia is what I'm trying to say. And so, basically, um, we're hoping that if you're listening today to this podcast, either here or there. If you're not doing some of these things so that the Holy Spirit can engender, encourage, increase your faith, speak to you from the word, which is truth, no matter what's going on around you, that he can. So let's unpack that just a little bit more. Like when you were over there, uh, I'm sure you had your quiet times when you could. I'm sure that you... Um, maybe had a Bible study over there if i 'm remembering right, but you can tell what 's specific. I know you got all those booklets deployed in the in the in the men 's little packets that they took with them
0: yeah, I believe so we
1: um my
0: commander, who was a
1: believer um
0: I went to him and we talked about um, we had we knew we could get access to psalm ninety one on scripture cards. Um, and so basically with his blessing and, and, you know, help, uh, to get it out to the troops, we created, uh, um, really the wives got together and put together little baggies of goodies and put Psalm 91 cards and, uh, or and Psalm 91 card. And then a booklet about God's protection into these baggies. And we were able to just, to distribute them to our whole battalion of three hundred plus soldiers, which were
1: given free by Kenneth yeah, Copeland Ministries, Kenneth Copeland's ministries. five thousand or
0: something. I want to give them a hurrah! Absolutely, because we, we wrote told to them. them yeah, yeah, we asked yeah. them if we could get those because we knew of the resource um, that they were putting out. Which about they actually, well. the
1: booklet took Psalm ninety-one and related it specifically to war, even though. Agent Orange is around me, for example, or right. It wasn't it took it and made it germane to war type dangers. I'm
0: forgetting now the details of it, honestly.
1: But I remember I I remember it was uh, Gloria Copeland that she made. She curtailed it Mm -hmm. to have war type issues, you know, uh, in it. But it was basically Psalm 91. But the biggest
0: thing was
1: um, he
0: he with our leadership um, basically declared that Psalm 91 was going to be our battalions scripture. Right. You know, and, um, you know, if I remember right, I think we might've even read it together with the, with the officers and non-commissioned officers, um, before we were deployed and basically were declaring that over us, that God's protection was specifically going to apply to our unit as, as God's protection is declared in Psalm 91. And the great testimony from that is that while that commander was in command, we didn't lose anybody. Nobody passed away. Um, unfortunately when he did change command, someone, at least one person I know did pass away, but there was, I think something about him as the commander, you know, anytime we're in leadership, we have authority given to us by the Lord. And, uh, I believe Psalm 91 and claiming Psalm 91 was significant to that
1: there was a story about that same testimony in world war 1 that anybody could google about how uh, a, a particular contingent of an army stood on psalm 91 in world war 1 and had a great testimony but the point i'm telling you is that there was preparation with the authority through that christian as your commanding officer there was preparation with you meeting with him for prayer there was that step uh, we're going to stand on this word. I believe that God honors that, and then there's the personal intimacy that you have with Christ on a daily basis—to be in the Word, to be in prayer.
0: Right, and when just- you're. Setting your mind on the Lord.
1: Yeah. When you're even when you're not in a catastrophe, Mm -hmm. just as a discipline, you know, we are disciples. And this is why we promote this so much of memorizing and meditating on the word, not as a ritual, not as a it's works of righteousness we have done that we're saved. No, it's according to his mercy. We are saved. But to to take your mind that thinks, imagines and remembers and have it. Transformed, that's why this podcast is called Totally Transformed, Romans twelve, two. Do not be conformed to the world, which another way to say that is to the devil's thoughts, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove what the good and acceptable will of God is. So if you're gonna believe that, you've got to do the discipline, however the Lord leads you. This is not you do it this way, I do it this way, this is right and this is wrong, but it's a steady diet of switching your paradigm to the truth because there's, you get a measure of faith when you're saved. You can ask for a gift of faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which means the more you hear it in your thoughts or say it to yourself or read it, put it through your mind that thinks, mentions and thinks imagines and remembers, the more you're going to believe it. Right. If I believe that God sent Jesus to die on the cross, if I believe it, Right, right, And so this is where I think sometimes uh, Christians just kind of go and think okay I'm saved, I go to church every Sunday Uh, but the more the enemy attacks which I agree with you and I think you agree with me we have definitely been under attack as a nation Mm -hmm. as Christian conservatives more persecuted than ever more attack in what has happened uh, in our government and in, in diseases and all that, and so the Lord is bearing down on us, or trying, I think, to impart on us, that we just to ward off the strategies of the enemy that will attack your thinking, we've got to do a little bit we've got to just be disciples, we've got to do the elementary principles, which really shouldn't be that big a deal. yeah, but we get busy. I mean, we're all guilty. We get busy unless you really set a pattern of how you're going to read through the Bible or what you're going to do. And you're going to memorize so many scriptures or just memorize one. Take, like you said, one, if you're in the middle of this war somehow, or just hearing about it, take one Mm -hmm. on trust and God's protection. Don't make it difficult. Just run it through the neural pathways of your brain. Because according to Dr. Carolyn Leaf's research, it changes those neural pathways and makes uh, your automatic thoughts come back to the truth and the word by faith, not by lies and doubts you potentially have been meditating on, particularly if you've been abused, right?
0: Yeah. You know, the word of God um, is so significant to separating our soul from our spirit and organizing our thoughts around truth. Romans 4.12, right? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I was meditating last night as I went to sleep on James 1, James one two consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And I was just kind of saying that first part of that verse over and over as I was falling asleep. Just the
1: first part. Yeah. Just the first part. And it,
0: and it just, uh, meditating on that and really getting that down in my spirit was so significant. It is still significant to how I'm living today right right now. And, uh, it's, it's the word of God. It's truth. And, um, That specific verse back to, you know, depending on what you're dealing with now in your present day, you know, if we can change our minds about when potentially negative things come into our day and decide that, hey, if it's challenging, if it's a trial, I'm going to count it joy. The NIV says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And it goes on to talk about asking God for wisdom, And then it goes down to verse 12, it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And so if we could understand that the things that happen in our lives that maybe we wouldn't wish for that are potentially negative or challenging or hard, if we could realize that those are giving us an opportunity to persevere, leading to a crown of glory, and that we should count those trials as joy, that can totally change our mind about our circumstance and prevent us from, from heading down a negative downward spiral emotional path as a result of whatever we're confronted with, right?
1: Because we are Destined for the Throne, the name of a book by Bill Heimer, B-I-L-L-H-E-I-M-E-R, that you can still get, Destined for the Throne by Billheimer, meaning that we're being trained here, not only to rule and reign over the strategies of the enemy and his purposes to call forth the perfect will of God, but to rule and reign with God for eternity. So you're saying that as we go through trials, it is good, count it all joy, because the enemy was already defeated at Calvary unless we don't believe it, unless we don't take that delegated authority that we talked about in Luke. Uh, unless we don't take this word, and I'm just feeling sad because I feel like in my lifetime, I don't know about you, until we got a hold of this um, and really started promoting it. I know other people do too, but I never learned that the word was to equip me to overcome Satan, to believe the truth of God. I just thought you read the word and it's a good thing to do, but I never really got it down in my heart. And then I found verses. I said it was Romans 4.12. I want to correct it. It's Hebrews 4.12. I think you said Hebrews, but anyway. If I didn't, it's Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit. In other words, it's dividing it between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes it and everything is naked and exposed before God's eyes. So when it's exposed the lie by discerning it and by the doubt and the fear, then if you have an answer, and the word, as you have quoted, an answer about trusting the Lord or what came in your heart before you went to bed last night, that is Jesus. John 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Satan recognizes that. Plus, it builds your faith and your belief so you can feel at peace in the midst of of Iraq, or in the midst of what the people are experiencing over in, in in Russia right now, right? In Ukraine, in Ukraine, and so, well, Russia too. I mean, Russian troops. I heard that three thousand or so of Russian troops yeah. got killed.
0: Their families, yeah, Their, I get you, right. yeah.
1: And so, um, I just want to talk about just one thing and as a psychological term. There's many of them, but if you catastrophize everything, if you just say, "Oh no." There's a war out there, and my family's going to be harmed, and you're in a catastrophic type mindset. You're saying, unless I'm sure everything is perfectly safe, I'm certain I or my loved ones are in a terrible danger. Well, first, that's catastrophizing. You don't know that danger is going to come to you. You know there's danger in the world, right? But with the word, the word is the very best thing. But you can also answer it and say, where is and where is, where is the evidence of that harm yet? There is no proof that something bad is inevitably going to happen. So what I'm saying is the strategy of the enemy is to take anything that's negative and blow it up in your mind. And if you keep meditating on it, it gets more and more exaggerated. He loves it. You know, uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. But we don't just get there automatically. I wish we did. You know, Psalm 1, meditate on my day, uh, word day and night, and you will have success in all your ways. Why? Because you meditated on it? No, not exactly. Because you do the word, and because it changed your paradigms to believe it, to do it, and to feel this peace and safety. Rather than the fear and the catastrophizing and, uh, the persistent doubting and, um, superstitious thinking like, uh, oh, I can't think this. Or if I think this, the whole world is going to change. I mean, like we're Jesus Christ or something. I mean, he's in control. And so this is where the enemy, I mean, Joyce Meyer has a book, you know, uh, the devil's workshop or, uh, the The battlefield of the mind talking about the, the mind is the devil's workshop We've got to understand that we have a soul. We are spirit. We live in a body. We have a soul. The spirit is saved in, in Christ. The body will be totally transformed uh, when we die uh, glorified. But we go through this process of sanctification that deals with these parts, this triune part. We were created in their image, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, spirit, soul, and body. And if we're not in tune with it, you know, I I deal with many clients and I say, you know, you're driving down the street and you're thinking, 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 but you're not thinking about where what you're thinking about really. Or more importantly, who's putting those thoughts in your head? And secondly, are they based in the word of God? Or is it the enemy, as we said last podcast, trying to torment you? So you've got to take those thoughts captive in obedience to Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God. Think about that. And take every thought captive in obedience to Christ, punishing every disobedience with obedience. And I was reading a prophecy that said if we're obedient to the Lord, then we can walk in that peace within or without our borders. Right. It, it is contingent. On, on us being obedient. Now, is that a guilt trip? Does that mean that we're perfect? Does that mean we never miss it? No, it means the blood never loses its power. That when we miss it and walk in the flesh, we repent. Right. As soon as we're convicted and then we, you have a perfect heart like you never missed it. It's right. like you never did it. Right. Because for sanctification, justifications, instant glorifications instant, sanctification is a lifetime process, becoming more like Christ today than yesterday and not as much as tomorrow. Right. And these are the ways and avenues to do it or not. Yeah. So if you're tormented today, I'm not saying you might not be fearful if you're in the middle of Ukraine. If you're in the middle of that, I mean, you know, and you're ousted from your home and you hear bombs going on around, off around you as you did, you can't completely dismiss it. But what does your mind go to? What does your mind go to? Right. So it's a critical thing. It's getting more critical. Um, I hope that we're always free in America, free in our political uh, abilities to move around and free. We're always free in Christ, who the son has set free is free indeed. But we can't take it for granted.
0: Well, that freedom uh, originally came from principles founded on the word of God and the fact that this is a Christian nation. So if we go back to that. Yes, both in our government, but also in our personal lives. No, yes. ma- no matter what happens on the on the governmental stage in our nation, if we will uh, press into Jesus, his promises prevail in our own lives. We would like them to prevail in the United States of America because it makes life a lot better when we live in a free nation, a lot helps better. Helps
1: the world. <laughs> and
0: helps the world, right? Um, but our hope is in Jesus.
1: So an- another thing we could say here today, if you're an American Christian, vote, vote every chance you get. And for sure, pray and look at who you're voting for. Um, not that, you know, that's going to potentially make all the difference, but it might. Oh, yeah. If you put people in power that love Jesus and are conservative and look at life through a lens of a biblical worldview, rather than somebody that's against everything that ever was stated in the Bible and wants to move this country towards uh, socialism or Marxism, that's the problem. And so if we're talking to you and you've kind of been asleep at the wheel about your part to at least pray and vote, you know, please start that at least. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: Well um, hopefully you enjoyed what we talked about today, what we shared, the tools that are available to us, uh, which are available to to all of us to handle negative circumstances or potentially fear inducing circumstances that yes. may be around us. And we hope that you'll apply them. And so let's end today by praying specifically for uh, Ukraine and what they're going through and the Christian believers there and the people of Ukraine in general.
1: Just let me remind everybody there's resources that totally transformed Dot org like five hours to victory to your thought life uh, things to read um, how Satan defeats Christians and how you can defeat him instead all these things are available to help your mind get the right uh, perspective
0: and if you'd like us to send you anything specifically email us at feedback at totally transformed org right Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege we have to come to you in every circumstance. And today we specifically lift up um, those that are in Ukraine right now facing literal war. We ask for your hedge of protection around um, the people of Ukraine. Lord, we pray for the Christian church in Ukraine, that you would strengthen them, that you would equip them to help their brothers and sisters and specifically protect them and their families that are trusting in you for protection today. And we pray also just for the people at large in Ukraine, that they would come to you, Jesus, come to know you through this trial. Um, and Lord, I also even pray for the, for the Russian troops that are engaged in this Lord, that you would convict them and that you would relieve them. Uh, those that know this is wrong yes, from this, Lord, from what they're being evil, told to do. And name. I just pray God that you would, um, command a, a release to happen, um, and Send a pulling name back name. in Jesus name and, a, and, a, and an end to the death and destruction that's happening. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask for your protection over the minds of everyone listening to this today. That I pray that each person listening, that um, that you would give each of us a revelation Dispatch. of your protection and just an ability to hold on to the promises you've given us and really use these tools you've given us, your word, meditation on your word, and taking our thoughts captive in obedience to Christ in order to keep our minds fixed on you, Lord, and to have peace in our hearts. Lord, we pray all these things, and thank you, Lord, for your protection, your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You know, I was this just came to mind as you were praying, so I think the Lord wants me to say it. Um, out on the West Coast, uh, the leaders of TBN, um, used to be the leaders of TBN, it's their children right now. She gave a testimony one time that she was praying for some war-torn situation or whatever. And these Christians were going to be attacked. And she got a vision of, I guess she was praying for them specifically, um, of uh, this scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, which says, though we speak with the tongue of men and of angels. And she dispatched in prayer angels to that area. And she got a testimony back That when these people got outside where they were going to be attacked by these rebels or whatever, they were all dead. And she said that there was a vision that came back to her that the angels were fighting these people. It's like, you know, it's like Jehoshaphat in the Bible. You send out the praisers and they picked up all the spoils because God went before them and fought their enemy, though they were outnumbered. So you never know by your prayer and by the power of angels, you know, two thirds of the angels stayed with Jesus, two thirds are with him. One third fell with Satan. We have power in our prayer and God will answer prayer and God will protect his people and he will act according to your prayer of faith, either individually, if you're praying it or if we're praying for other people. So that came to my mind. I think that's for somebody today. That's a real story. Jan Crouch is her name, told it at that time. I don't think she's alive anymore right now. But she she told it and uh, had the confirmation that these people were completely safe. And somehow or other, these rebels (laughs) were taken down with no weapons, no way to do it, except angels were dispatched on their behalf.
0: All right. Well, what an amazing testimony. And uh, God can do it. He can work miraculously. He did it over and over in the Bible. So thank you for joining us today on the Totally Transformed podcast. Come back next time for another episode and we'll talk to you then.